up, y'all? It's your girl, Miss Mojo, and my partner, Peter, please. Peter, what's going on? Qu'est-ce qui se passe? Qu'est-ce qui se passe? Je suis Peter, s'il te plaît. Bienvenue avec nous, Mojo. Tu vas bien? Oui, 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 oui. Ça va, ça va, ça va. <laughs> I like them French. I like that shit. That's, that's some real hot shit. Oof, not the colonizer's mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. No shade. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing. Them Haitians and Flatbush, baby, when they start speaking, mm-hmm. that mon chéri, mon chéri. Ooh. Ooh. Chocolat, chocolat. Ooh. They do something to me. So I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Nina, what's going on? How you feeling? Uh, we lit Sunday, chilling. Yeah. Sipping mm-hmm. water. Yeah, same. Okay. Are we sure it's water? Uh, let me open the. It's 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 a uh, nitra tap water. Oh, okay. So it's pretty good. Huh. No shade. Um, New York has the best tap water in the country. Talk about it. Talk that shit. Okay. I mean, cold, cold, hot, hot. So I might be mad at you, player. Facts. <laughs> Say less. How was your week, baby? Let's see. Super chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyed the outside. Much needed. It's Felt good to just walk week. around. God damn, yes. Yeah. You know, I needed that for self after being cooped up for so long. Yeah. Did you take your stick with you? Girl, Tiger Vibes is my life partner. Did you not know? partner you know what i'm saying me and tiger vibes we always together it's a civil union y'all you know what i mean the civil union let me hold on i'm about to that was me kissing oh. tiger vibes just now please did you wipe tiger vibes down to be kissing I, on tiger vibes like oh that? god i did not but oh, you know look, you see here we are here we are here we are oh gosh i'm so dirty <laughs> Yeah, see y'all, I'm cracking the code. Anyway, I had a great week. I had a great week. Um, you know, unfortunately, another death in the community. Damn. COVID is still doing her thing, and it's so sad. Yeah. So sad. But other than that, you know, just positive vibrations, mm. clubhouse, um, family link-ups, and just, mm. you know, talking and planning with my um, mother for a conversation about parents and trans trans children. I cannot wait for that. That's been very, very interesting. But overall, it's been a good week. I am two weeks trade-free. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, Oh, yes. You know, last time I was vicious. No shade over here, you know. What was it? Chef said sobriety is a is a journey, is it not? So Yeah, it's the journey. It's the journey. It's the journey. It's good to hear you, you know? sister, that you were two weeks clean. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. You know, I couldn't do it without my sponsors, um, Alize and Ben and Jerry. So thank y'all for holding me down the way you have. <laughs> Holla. Holla. I think it's time for us to get into hot topics. We got some shit to talk about today. Jeez. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? I'm ready, baby. You? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs>
Is it hot enough? Baby. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's Hot Topics. Today on the menu, we have dating your friend's exes. Pop Smoke. Kamala Harris. Weed is legalized in New York. Your queer artist to know. And pansexual paradise. All right, so let's get right into it. Let's do it. So, Peter, please, is it okay to date your friend's ex? Hmm. Do you think so? Uh, oh, this is complicated. All right, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Got it. Got it. Let's get into it. (laughs) The Real Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams announced on her Instagram that she's dating Simon Guabadilla, the recently separated husband of co-star and former friend from season 13, Fallon Guabadilla. For the past month, and they are in love. In Portia's post, she claimed that the millionaire and his wife's divorce has been settled since the filing in January, although public court documents show the divorce was actually filed in February. The case is still open and the divorce is being contested. Now, timelines of the new couple are being questioned as allegedly Williams and Gubadia were on a couple's trip with her best friend and cast member, Shamia, and her husband back in January. Now, Portia is stating that she and Fallon are not friends, although she was introduced on the show as such. The question being asked is, would it be breaking girl code to date, marry, and or start a family with the significant other or former significant other of one of your friends? Peter, what you think? Oof, well, you said girl code. Um, I'll say person Ooh. code. Uh, no shit. Come no shit. on. Break it up. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes up immediately is like everyone is a consenting adult in a relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, if there are agreements between two consenting adults, then those, you know, if they're not harming each other. Uh, uh, oof. Yeah, it's. Mm, 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 mm. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just it's, it's this layers. There's so many layers to it. in this case because I don't confession to, to to those that are listening. I don't watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta, so I don't know the dynamics between these folk. I don't know how tight the relationship is. I don't I know don't the interest in ink intricacies of how That's they it. relate. Very good. Very Thank good. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Nyla. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it at the end of the day, if I'm connected with someone. And that someone had a prior relationship with someone else. Part of me would feel like, yo, you know, I feel some type of way. It's kind of close. But at the same time, if being the person are vibing, it's non-toxic. There are green flags everywhere instead of red ones. I mean, why not? Right. I mean, you know what? You, you bring up a great point. And for me, I don't believe girl code or human code or person code, as you said, <laughs> exists. It don't exist. Everyone has a different core values mm. and they do in their life what they feel works best, right? Yeah. You can't take someone who wants to be kept, right? Mm. So mm. Uh, naturally in a black community, we blame the women involved when the light should be on the person who was married, which was the man. Mm-hmm. And it's no shade. Um, I think, you know, Portia... Um, Moving on into a bigger bag because we did say millionaire, okay? Um, I ain't never mad at nobody getting theirs. 
if it's love or not, I'm not one to judge, but I think I'm perfectly fine. And I'm being honest here. I'm perfectly mm. fine with one of my exes being with one of my friends. Heard. But for me, it's I'm looking at my friend like, if you want that raggedy motherfucker, baby, be happy. Be happy. And I won't judge. I'll show up to the wedding, the baby shower, the kissyetta. Whatever we gotta do, I'll be there. Copy. You know? So that's how I feel about it. But you know the black community child, we gonna drag it and we drag we gonna drag it. So we will. We definitely will. So Pop Smoke was murdered by a 15-year-old. This story. <laughs> so according to reports from the New York Daily News. Rapper Pop Smoke was fatally shot by a 15-year-old. The 15-year-old was one of five people arrested in connection to the murder of the rapper following a home invasion in Los Angeles in February 2020. During a preliminary hearing for one of the suspects, Corey Walker, age 20, LAPD detective Carlos Camacho testified that the unnamed 15-year-old admitted during a conversation with a cellmate last May at a juvenile detention center that he shot Pop Smoke three times with a 9mm Beretta. Walker and another suspect, Keandre Rogers, are facing the death penalty or life in prison if found guilty of the murder. Now, the intruders entered the home while Pop was in the shower, confronting him to give up his jewelry. He began to comply, but fought back before being pistol whipped and shot in the back. The intruders were allegedly motivated to rob Pop Smoke at the L.A. residence after seeing his address on social media. Now, Peter, I'm going to tell you right now, long gone are the days of moving in silence. Mm. Gone. Everything has to be about the flaws. I mean, look, Pop Smoke was from the Flossy, aka Canarsie, Brooklyn. Come now, on. I'm not victim blaming, but I think we need to get back to those roots of literally moving in silence because everyone is praying on your downfall. Mm. Um, so many of these young entertainers, it's all about the flash. It's all about showing the stacks of money, the jewelry, mm. and stuff like that. And I think when we we are entering the age of just super, super, super surveillance, yeah. mask and all, we have to be more careful because our lives are always at risk, especially when you're in the public eye. There's always going to be someone that wants what you have. Even if you don't want it no more, they still want it, you know? Copy. It's unfortunate that I think that people as young as 20 and 15 um, were motivated or in a place in their life to commit this crime. What's your thoughts on this? Number one, um... Fuck the police, straight up. Uh, ACAB, all that. I don't trust the report of the kid saying what he said. Um, okay. Not saying it can't be a fact, but just kind of, it, it, it just it, it. It's giving me like potentially police putting pressure on someone, or creating a story, or just trying to 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 pull something out of thin air. To, for a cover-up of some sort. Um, it might be conspiracy mm-hmm. theory sounding, but that's one. Um, another thing, too, is the pressure, I think, of the kids in, in the hip-hop culture. Like, 
it, it's if you want to really take it back, no shade. What are the five elements of hip hop, right? Um, I can tell you one of them off the top: dance, other the DJ. But mm-hmm. I think the fundamentals of how the hip hop culture was created, you know, it was unity. We're talking family. We're talking like just the different core. Fun. Yes, and it evolved into what it is today. And I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, well, I do know what happened: white supremacy and the commodification of hip hop, right? But and let's also talking about how our neighborhoods, especially black and brown folk, where we live, they say in the news mass media that these are centers of crime. But let's really talk about why is it that these are DK crime ridden neighborhoods? Let's talk about the lack of food and resources that people in these communities have. And they just are literally trying to survive. So, again, there's, there's a lot of layers. There's so many layers yeah. to unpack. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, I'm going to pull back respectfully. Okay. No, and I thank you for bringing that perspective because it's important, right? So we can we can hold the police state accountable for being a police state, um, but we can also protect ourselves in that police state, right? Yes. I think it's very important to do both. So moving a little bit on, recreational marijuana has been legalized in New York State. <laughs> Here's what the legislation changes mean for black and brown communities. So you have to get a license to distribute and a prescription to purchase at the moment until the recreational rules are laid out. However, cops cannot arrest you for selling unless they see a cash transaction in progress. You can possess up to three ounces of marijuana, the equivalent of 50 to 75 joints or 24 grams of concentrated cannabis until anywhere you can smoke a cigarette. If you're 21 and older, recreational laws can take up to 18 months to pass. You cannot carry over state lines. Why are you laughing? Oh, continue. I'm going to go in on this. Okay. Prior charges in relation to marijuana will be removed from offenders' records. This process can take up to two years to complete under the new law. 40% of tax revenue from cannabis will be shared to minority communities that had unjust numbers of marijuana arrests. Okay. Is this, is it safe to jump in? Yeah, hi, y'all. Jump in. I feel like this entire legalization of weed in New York City is because of Governor Andrew Cuomo's current shitstorm of the sexual assault allegations against him. Like, he's oh. trying to give folks allegedly. this little... Allegedly. pardon me. Thank you. We, we don't want mm-hmm. a lawsuit, DK. Mm-hmm. But this thing just happens to get rushed to the Senate floor and then gets voted in and bang, here we go. We've got this nice little... Seems like a perfect deal for those of us that consume cannabis here in New York City. My pushback immediately. Expungement of records from folks that are... In right now, the being upstate whom might have got locked up for charges on weed maybe 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Are they going to also be able to enjoy liberties? Um, right. They're going to take 18 months to two years to just settle the score when it comes to the records of folks that are currently like about to either go to court or facing jail time or whatever. Why, why so long? You know, again, I... I feel this I is just... I was kind of impressed by that number. I thought it'd be like three, four years fucking around with New York and it's no you know shade. What? Heard. Heard, heard, heard. But, um... Yeah, I just really think that this is just a smoke show to cover... Oh, I don't know if I'm using it right. Uh, this is a... A, a smoke screen. 
to, mm-hmm. to really cover all the shit that's happened in New York City that we really need help on. Like, we're still battling COVID. We're still fucking going through disparity in the neighborhoods when it comes to income during this pandemic um, because folks are not working or not working as much. You know, but hey, you know, I can deacon smoke weed outside now and not get pressed by the cops, allegedly. Allegedly. Because you know they're still going to find a way to try it. You know what I'm saying? They're still going to find a way to try it. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I would prefer a thousand percent to smell marijuana in the streets versus um, cigarettes. So if we that's can so just, <laughs> if you can lift me up that way, we are on to something. Um, and as someone who has family members who have um, faced a backlash for being in the marijuana industry, quote unquote, I think mm-hmm. this is a little step to justice. But to your greater point, is to cover up something else. So it's definitely smoking mirrors. But you know New York is a damn fool. One last thing I want to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Throw it in. It's the distribution of who gets the licenses, too. Because Come the on. folks that get to sell the weed are not the ones that in in our hoods, the, the street uh, businessmen, business people, businesswomen, they have been black, brown folk. But those that can pay, I think it's like 100,000 plus and then doing some extra shit. These are all white, established. These niggas that live in, in um, I'm trying to hit the gentrified neighborhoods of Brooklyn and, and, you know, LES and all that other stuff. Folks that got the bread can easily just, you know what I'm saying? Oh, let me get that license. I want to mm-hmm. sell this thing here. Like, and we can't. So that's it on that. That's the game, though, baby. That's the game. Um. So next up, <laughs> Kamala Harris. So Ooh. at the end of April, President Joe Biden delivered his last, well, his first. <laughs> Yo, Ooh. I am on one today. I am on one today. <laughs> um, he delivered his first presidential speech on the country's progress since the end of his first 100 days in office. In the speech, he identified white supremacy as domestic terrorism and referred to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. In the Republican rebuttal, U.S. Senator Tim Scott, who is black, stated that America is not a racist country. Oh. Child. Oh. Now, here's, here's where it get hot, Peter. Let's make it hot. Vice okay. President Kamala by Harris in response to Senator Scott's speech stated. I believe that we need to address, well, first of all, no, I don't think America is a racist country, but we also do have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and its and its existence today. Bullshit. Kamala, you played a game. You played you a played game, it. Kamala. You fucking you played You played a game. And I think this is why people were saying we do not have the first black VP. We have the first biracial DP because of shit like this. Okay? Right. So, I feel like it's so it's so telling, right? Yeah. Um, how people do anything to not just keep it a buck. Whole stack. To say that this country is not racist is to say that race doesn't exist in this country anymore. And we know that's a lie. We know that's a lie. Racism is a system. Right, in order for a system to work, it has to be in play. So I just think that was a slap in the face. To me, that goes into the books of Kanye saying slavery was a choice. Just loud and wrong. <laughs> loud and wrong. Loud and fucking wrong. You know, and I just, I'm praying for you, Kamala, and I hope you don't get no more outbreaks like this because it, it gave very much heebie jeebies for me. So, uh, for me, 
Kamala is trying to play the safe political game. You're DK, mm-hmm. a, a, I don't know if she's a liberal Democrat. Again, fuck politics. I hate this shit. It's Hold such on, a, Peter, please. What does yes. DK mean? Because I'm hearing dick, okay. but I don't think you're saying <laughs> dick. <clears throat> DK is how, in Dominican slang, we say allegedly, supposedly, like. Got That's it. how we say DK. Got it. Thank you. Um, you're very welcome. But DK, Kamala is on the liberal Democrat tip. I don't know how she, how she sits. But because I feel... She's trying to play the, the the safe way into the into the White House chair. So directly mm-hmm. instead of being VP, she wants to be president. But in order mm-hmm. for that, you have to really appeal to whom? You have to do the game that they always do. Oh, both sides. We gotta, you know, we have our differences, but we just gotta make sure that we see eye to eye on the core mm-hmm. values of this nation. Suck my fucking dick from the fucking back disrespectfully with that shit. Suck my DK. So we're going to move on because I think that was a blemish and we don't want to get too much shine to blemishes. We want to cover them up as soon as we can. All right. (laughs) I want to take this moment and speak to queer artists, right? So we all know queer artists have historically been silenced or forced to hide their true identity in order to have a fair shot in the music industry. Artists like Whitney Houston and Luther Vandross have had to hide their sexuality, not only from their fans, but their moms, in order to be the top acts of their time. I think it's really sad and really telling of where we are as a Black community that, you know, um, some of our legends weren't able to be their absolute selves because of the stigmas and the systems of homophobia, biphobia, you know, anti-blackness. And, you know, to know that, you know, people like Whitney Houston, you know, they self-medicated to escape that pain, in my opinion. Heard. You know, it breaks my heart. But on the other side of the rainbow, we have come such a long way because there are a plethora of artists who are out loud and proud and more importantly, talented. So I want to give a shout out. This is a mojo shout out to some of my um, artists in rotation right now. Shout out to Ra Ra Gabor. Shout out to Iman Hill. Shout out to Linda La. Shout out to Yasmin Bratt. Shout out to Asani Armin. Play Dash. Mercy D. B. Ains with that icon, Sanaya Braxton. Girl. Shout out to Tia Carter. Miss Boogie. Shay Diamond. Aya Simone. We love you, baby. Shout out to Miss Carrie Stacks. And shout out to me, Miss Mojo. <laughs> Music coming this summer. Um, you know, I also want to give a shout out to other artists who are not trans, but they still rock the party. Shout out to Cakes to Killer, Medino Green, Damian Nova, and Lil Nas X. We see you, baby. We see you. We see y'all. And make sure y'all go cop my EP dropping this summer. Um, just know that she's coming with that wet, wet. She's coming with the bar. She's coming with Brooklyn. Oof. She's coming hard. If y'all were present for that clubhouse cypher god damn god damn but peter please can you let them know how i come off the dome with it can you let them know i mean it's just you just when the album drops y'all hear it that's it that's it okay i am a freestyle feline don't play with me all right oh you're not you're not gonna last no i tried it and i failed so you know see shout out to the one minute men all right (laughs) 
One minute lovers. Okay, one minute lovers. <laughs> still trifling, still trifling. Um, but <laughs> who says I can't pay the favor back? Come on though. There's other ways. Oh, so two minute. Well, let's mm, this foreplay, mm-hmm. there's there's this you know, oh, there's so much more than just that. So much more. All right, give me a quick break. I have to clear out my throat because the comment's coming up. Hold on. Oh. What happened? Wow. You know, well, Shay, you, know, you, you just, I love, I love you, Miss Mojo. I love you. I usually hit my throat spray before we record this podcast. Ah, uh, understood. But I forgot today. So, you know, last night's festivities are showing their ass and that's okay. Um, it's the journey. God's not doing me yet. You know, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to Kenny Javon and a whole dick appointment party last night. Oh my God, we rocked out. We rocked out all night to the early morning. Um, and I'm just happy to be a part of queer culture and it all is excellent. So shout out to y'all. Um, so Peter, our last topic is pansexual paradise. Ooh. <laughs> now, I'm going to start by saying I do identify as a pansexual. Heard. Um, I came to this place around 2018, 19. Okay. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk being queer in general. So, yeah, Peter, yeah. I want to ask you to define queerness hmm. as it relates to you, at least. As it relates to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I see queerness as, and I, I mentioned it in episode one, but there's a fluidity in, in love and the abolishment of hardcore gender roles in the the way the way our love has no bounds um that it's not just solely reliant on what is physical right because i think again in comparing it to what's hetero right i think queerness is just acceptance for the being that presents themselves to you and how you present yourself to that being and just that cliche of love having no labels and being queer that's how i see it interesting point okay so um for me queerness is just the refusal of cis heteronormativity Mm -hmm. um not relaying too much on gender roles per se but more Mm -hmm. so on what the energy is giving and what the category is calling for you know what i'm saying so for me um my queerness is a representation of how i've survived how i thrive how i live my life um, you know, I'm open to a lot of things that society deems unacceptable or just very taboo. That part. I'm open to partners who are anywhere on a gender spectrum. I'm open to partners who exhibit their true light for me. And mm-hmm. most times those are other queer people. And it's no shade. No it's shade. no shade. Um, so... Like I said, I'm pansexual, so being pan, for those who identify as pansexual, the gender and sex of those they are attracted to are not determining factors when pursuing a romantic or sexual relationship. 
Pansexuals are often mistaken for being bisexual and for the sake of not having to explain themselves when acts often identify as queer. So queer can be an umbrella term, right? But mm-hmm. I think there's there's different levels to the shit. There's different levels yeah. to the shit. Um, so Danny, our hot topic editor, had an opinion about this. Um, they said dating while pansexual becomes easier when one is confident in their sexuality. Intimidation has nothing to do with the other person and everything to do with your self-esteem. Think about it. Why are you intimidated by others? You really have to do that soul searching and find out why for yourself. Um, Now, although bisexuality is often used as a gateway sexuality for people, it is a real sexuality and should be treated as such. Um, Bi erasure is whack. Um, but I do understand people having to use um, bisexual as a gateway to being gay, as a gateway to being lesbian. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I get it. I've done it. Hell, shit. I had to do it. It was survival. It was safer to say bisexual than say I was homosexual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it still left that societal standard of one half of this being okay. Yes. But that's not everybody's bisexual experience. Um, and a lot of times bi erasure happens because of that. You're not really bi or bi people don't really yeah. exist. I see it all the time, you know? Um, now, here's the thing. So, bisexual people dating trans people is a new concept for me. Because I learned this via Clubhouse. Okay, right. you know, it's a couple bisexuals up on the Clubhouse. Shout out to Clubhouse. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to cut the check for this constant promo. Yo. But, Okay. <laughs> um, the bisexual people told me that they do date trans people. Now, to me, that's what separated bisexuality from um, pansexuality. Because, in my opinion, I thought bisexuals only dated within their um, cisgender. You know what I'm copy, saying? Copy. So, if it was a man, it was a cisgender man. Yeah. If it was a woman, it was a cisgender woman. Cisgender woman, exactly. Exactly. So, for me, Learning that they do date trans people, I'm like, huh? Because when I was coming up, honey, it was given very much no. Trans was always yeah. othered, you know, and considered to be not a real woman, not a real man, and you know all of this stuff. So, what are, what are some of your thoughts on this, Peter? Well, I mean, just it makes sense. Um, trans folks mm-hmm. show up how they show up, right? And there are also trans folks who are non-binary, but. I agree. That part. I, I just, and, and here's the controversial thing, right? And this might be a hot mm-hmm. take. It's like we have we the labels of queerness, but then do they really function for us? Right? It's like I feel like anyone that's queer can date anyone else that's queer, however they show up. So that means if someone who might identify as lesbian can date someone who might identify as bi, who might want to date someone who identifies as pan. Like I think queerness, there's space for that. But I think in the old school way of thinking, like you have this label and thus it was just that. There was no way of shifting the needle, so to speak. So yeah. Yeah that openness to just connect with people however they show up you know i think that's a really a big part of it and however you start that journey into queerness no shade to you take whatever time you need right you know, just whatever energy that is whatever self introspection self-love work that you have to do because it is a journey it is all of us are are in it in different ways um i want to give a special shout out to those queer poom poom shorts you wore for our mad black photo shoot. Okay, so what uh, y'all don't know is that underneath <laughs> the picture, Peter Stop. had them bangs out. Stop. Oh, yes. 
Kita had them things out, y'all. Okay. Skies out, thighs out. <laughs> and the legs were right, right, honey. I'm I'm six foot six, by the way. You know what, Peter? That number keeps going up every time you say your height. Okay, it's six four without my Doc Martens, which I'm wearing right okay. now, by the way. Okay. Not in the comfort of your own home. Come on, absolutely, no girl. I'm looking good. Shit. Ah, you do look good. Yes, you do. Oh, thank you. Yes, you do. Reflection of beauty. I see you guys. <laughs> All right, Peter. So that's episode three. Yeah. It's done. Oh, this is coming together so beautifully. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who's been listening to Mad Black. I've been stopping me in the streets and letting me know, like, Miss Mojo, <laughs> we're listening. We love it. It's giving us that early 2000s, 106 in Park. We're rushing to listen, all right? Mad Black Podcast is now streaming on all major podcast platforms, so you have no excuse not to listen. We're doing it for you. Get into it. That part. Um, we love y'all. We have mad love. Peter, any final words on your end? I'm just grateful for you, Miss Mojo. One last thing. Free Palestine. Free all oppressed peoples around the world. No more of this bullshit. Fuck white supremacy. Fuck the cops. Fuck police. Um, and I love you. You listener. Aww. You Miss Mojo. I appreciate you. Oh, baby. Thank so, you. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just, again, we here. And that's it for me. All right, y'all. So we'll see you next episode coming back with the DK. Holla. <laughs> Peace. And that is a wrap.